Dreaming of a better sleep? Tossing and turning is not your destiny. And Ollie is here to help. Ollie invites you to sink into sweet, sweet slumber to improve your mental and physical health and overall wellness. More than just melatonin, Ollie's ingredients help you unwind your mind for a delightfully dreamy drift off. Sleep is on the way at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. This is Optimal Living Daily, episode 1704, What We Learn About Life from Fairy Tales by Jeff Goins of goinswriter.com, and I'm your narrator, Justin Mollick, reading you blogs or articles every single day of the year from the best authors I can find online. And we keep this intro nice and short, so let's get right to it as we optimize your life. What We Learn About Life from Fairy Tales by Jeff Goins of goinswriter.com. At the beginning of every great story before anything exciting happens, we see something that looks a lot like normal life. Long before the protagonist slays a dragon or the heroine embarks on a quest, we see her in some unsuspecting place dreaming of something more. In Beauty and the Beast, my personal favorite Disney classic, Belle sings of wanting more than this provincial life. In Star Wars, Luke can't wait to escape the boredom of a farmer's life. And in The Wizard of Oz, Dorothy sings about life somewhere over the rainbow. It's easy to dismiss such people when we meet them in everyday life as dreamers or even downright crazy. But are they really? I used to get up early on Saturday mornings and write essays that I would then save on my computer and share with no one. I dreamed of publishing my stories somewhere, but for years they never left the comfort of my living room. I'm not alone in this, this dreaming of another life. This is a preoccupation of George Bailey and It's a Wonderful Life and the fixation of Walter Mitty. It's the reason we sometimes daydream or stay up late watching movies. Our lives are haunted by the ghosts of what might have been. Here's the good news though. This is where a story always starts with an unrealized dream, a hope deferred, a life unlived. Before a chain of events sets the hero on a course to his destiny, there's a sense that there should be more to life than this. But hopefully that's not where the story ends. At an important moment, everything begins to make sense. This is what storytellers call the inciting incident, the moment when the character's perspective changes and the tale of an average person living an average life becomes one of mythic proportions. But something has to happen for any of this to take place. The character must choose to enter the story. Belle goes to find her father. Luke leaves home with Obi-Wan. Dorothy gets swept up in a tornado. In any great narrative, there's a moment where a character decides to be more than a bystander. That's really when a story begins, with the decision to act. This choice, though, is often preceded by a feeling of discontent, which is why when people are called to some great task, they know it. They recognize the prompting to do something significant, something bigger than themselves, and then respond. Why? Because they've been waiting for it their whole lives. Frustration prepares you for your purpose. My friend Ben Arment says every dream begins with frustration. And I think that's true. 
but that frustration must be funneled into awareness that leads to action. Otherwise, it becomes bitterness. You must be willing to do something, to step out into the unknown and see what happens. Until you make this choice, you'll continue feeling frustrated seeing other people succeed and chalking it up to luck or some unfair advantage. You'll be jealous and critical and wonder, why not me? And in doing this, you will deceive yourself. Because the truth is some do get lucky and others have been born into privilege. But what are those things to you? You are still called. Chances come to us all, but only those who are ready recognize them. So before you know what your calling is, you must believe you are called to something, even if you don't know what it is yet. That nagging sense that everything is not as it should be, that you are meant for more than the status quo, is an important clue. And what you do with that is essential to how your story unfolds. What this means is you don't need some big plan, you just need to be a little dissatisfied with the way things are, to possess a premonition that something is amiss and you may hold the key to fixing it. You don't need some big lucky break or a golden opportunity. You don't even need to just know what you're supposed to do. You just need the willingness to begin. Only then can you dedicate yourself to the work required of you and only then will you know what it's worth. Without this awareness, you won't be able to recognize the opportunities that come and they always come to those with open eyes. Action is required. So what does this mean practically? First, you must acknowledge the story that you're in and recognize that your gift is needed. The world will not be made right until you see things as they really are. Then, embrace the frustration that you feel and decide to do something about it. Committing to a course of action is essential to getting unstuck. Finally, you must act, paying attention to the lessons you'll learn along the way and stay flexible enough to change course as you discover new information. All of this, of course, is predicated on doing something. Every great story begins with awareness, but leads to action. You must enter the tale that is unfolding around you and choose to become a part of it. Otherwise, you're just another dreamer staring out into an open field or singing some sad song about a rainbow. And stories are rarely made by those who only dream. You just listened to the post titled What We Learn About Life from Fairy Tales by Jeff Goins of goinswriter.com. One of the best things you can do for your kids is to teach them how to manage money. And this should be started when they're little. And that's why I'm so excited to tell you about the sponsor of today's episode, Go Henry by Acorns, the smart debit card and learning app for kids six to 18. Go Henry helps kids learn about all things money, earning, spending, saving, budgeting, and so much more. You can even track their chores and pay their allowance right in the GoHenry app. And with their GoHenry debit card, they can put their skills to use in the real world. Plus, parents can set spend limits and get real-time notifications whenever their kids use their cards. I seriously wish I had this as a kid. I had to learn about money the hard way as an adult. If my parents had set me up with GoHenry as a kid, learning to adult would have been so much easier. Set your kids up for success and get started today at gohenry.com old. Terms and conditions apply. Renews from $4.99 per month, unless canceled. Thank you to Jeff. It's interesting how so many stories and movies take this same path. When you're aware of it, you notice it more and more, where a regular old person experiences something, often supernatural, doesn't do well with it, there's conflict, but then they realize that they need to change from really old stories like fairy tales or a Christmas carol 
to funny Jim Carrey movies like Liar, Liar, or Bruce Almighty. It's a very common formula, and I'm a sucker for it every time. But seeing this and hearing this, hopefully we can take away what Jeff was saying. We need awareness and action. Consistent action is what gets us to where we eventually want to be. So thank you again to Jeff. He's a great writer. Come by goingswriter.com for more. Have a great rest of your day. I will see you tomorrow as usual, where your optimal life awaits.